0: Extra, extra! This week on Ultra 64, robots steal gold or something. welcome to Ultra 64. We are the Internet's comprehensive Nintendo 64 podcast. Each and every son of a bitch and motherfucking week, we are playing a different Nintendo 64 game or three, and we're playing them, and we're talking about them, and we're attempting to throw papers into a mailbox that looks we're like a nothing. We're attempting to
1: save humanity from cubed robot man. Yes. We're attempting to dig in space and... Dig in space. Dig in space. <laughs> dig
0: in space.
1: If, if you shovel in space, can anybody hear you <laughs> scream? <laughs>
0: My name is Steve
1: Gutley. I am last savior of humanity, Woody Siskowski. Oh,
0: welcome to the show. This week we are talking about three 3D updates of classic coin-op games. That's right, we are talking about Robotron 64, LoadRunner Runner 3D, and Paperboy, which oh. colloquially called Paperboy 64, but there's no damn 64 on paperboy, that title. Paperboy,
1: Paperboy. It's just It's paperboy. all about that Paperboy. Yeah, all about um. that
0: Paperboy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel like these... Two of two out of three of these, I feel like are kind of arcade footnotes at this point. But I feel like Robotron is like a legit like all time classic. I, I don't think
1: Load Runner is an all time classic, you but think, I, I think you're. I don't think Load Runner is as much of an arcade game. Like I don't feel like that's sort of its origins.
0: And maybe that's the deal. It's, maybe maybe that's where I, I'm missing out on it because like I've I've only played it. A handful of times and never really stuck with me. It was always like briefly. I
1: mean, it's it's like a a gem for the Commodore, and I'm yeah. guessing you didn't play a lot of Commodore. I did so? not have the Commodore. Yeah.
0: No, that's that's I the mean, other 64. Then uh, yeah. I don't speak of it. Yeah,
1: we'll have to uh, once we finish this show. But we once we run out of games, we'll just keep going. But it'll be on Commodore. Yes, <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, let's let's jump into our first game here because I think uh, this is going to be uh, a lot of history and a lot of uh, it's everyone's backstory. favorite
1: episode of Absolutely. Steve Reed history facts.
0: Yes, I do. Let's start with Robotron 64. This was released January 6, 1998, developed by Player One and published by Crave Entertainment. This is technically a Nintendo 64 exclusive, but it's also pretty much a direct port of the PS1 game Robotron X. I mean, it's exclusive so, like,
1: in the sense that it has the different name. It has
0: a different title. Yeah, it might look different. I don't really know. I don't think so. Uh, we have met Player One and Crave Entertainment before. That's the same team that developed all time classic Milo's Astro Lanes. <laughs> uh, Player One also produced Blues Brothers 2000 for Titus. Uh, Ooh, b- we're gonna, beloved games. We are going to see them again when we play Hercules and Xena. So, uh, not a huge, auspicious mark of quality right off the bat. <laughs> okay. um,
1: but a real variety of settings. A real variety of right. settings,
0: yeah. There's a gray field, there's a black field, there's a <laughs> greenish field. No. Uh, Bow- bowling
1: now, in space, shooting robots. Yeah. And then saving the uh, Norse worlds in Hercules and the yes. I don't know why they're Norse now. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <but laughs> he crossed it's, over. it's like God of War. They crossed over yeah. from Greek to Norse. That's right. Now, you've talked about Robotron the show before Ooh, as like one of boy. your favorite games. Robotron <laughs> is so much fun. Robotron's great. Wow. Yeah. So, um,
1: Robotron... You know, you might see it at your local arcade. There's still lots of machines floating around. It's sort of a more desired arcade machine on the yeah. collector market just because um, it's one of those games that has a unique experience in the arcade that um, was very innovative at the time and still sort of carries on in games we play today, yeah. which is the the dual stick. Um, we all, Everyone needs more sticks. Absolutely. This one's got two of them. Double the amount we're used to. Um, (laughs) This was pioneered by uh, Eugene Jarvis, who is a beloved video game creator. What
0: did we talk about with him before? I know Um, we brought him up on the show in the past.
1: A Cruisin'. Cruisin'. That's right.
0: That's right. Yeah. Okay. Cruisin' USA. Uh, He he created that one eventually for Midway.
1: Yeah. And Um, he sort
0: of – he invented this
1: two – Stick genre. Um, Mm -hmm. He didn't. I mean, there was games that existed with this before, but this game popularized it. Definitely. Um, And so the idea is, you are the last savior of humanity. Mm -hmm. Um, You have a laser gun, and the world is surrounded and taken over by robots. Um, As one does. As one does. um, And I'm assuming that the year is 2084. Oh, I assume Um, that was the number of robots. Okay. There's definitely more than that number of robots. No, there's got to be more than Um, that. So the game just instantly spawns you right in the middle, and these robots are surrounding you, use your left stick to move around and your right stick to shoot different directions, and there's um, the last remnants of humanity that you have to save. According to the description on the side of the box, it's the last family, Mm. but... You know, there's so many of them. It's, it must have been Mormons.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. They're, they're, I mean, <laughs> they're rescuing, like, four or five kids per stage, and then, like, multiple <laughs> women and multiple men, too. So, yeah. Um, I yeah. That is the thing I always liked about original Robotron, is that, like, it just drops you oh, into the chaos. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. you don't have time to acclimate. You just have to start shooting or die. And it is one of the most...
1: It has such a great old-school feel to it, like... Um, the colors are so bright and flashy. Yeah. Um, and it just is the most true, like quantity of beeps and boops that you hear of very um, just crunchy sound yeah it's like, a very like yeah, when you shoot a robot it's like
0: it's like yeah it, it sounds like something in the console is breaking like because of these sounds it's making and it's, it gives it kind of a raw sci-fi edgy feel yeah and that one that of regard. my
1: favorite things is how quickly when you beat a level like it's just this flash of color and you're instantly on the next level and guys are coming after you it's literally
0: like no a
1: three second Transition between levels.
0: Yeah, and immediately when you first start playing original RoboTron, or at least when I did, like I wasn't clear what the goal was. Sure. They don't really tell you. Well, and they say on the, the side,
1: rescue, shoot robots, rescue the last family. Yeah,
0: but like you don't know when the level's going to end. You, right. Because there are true. some robots you can shoot them all day and they won't die. And right. You don't yeah, really there are some invincible robots. So there's a lot of trial and error and being dropped into it. Um, so a little backstory more on uh, RoboTron. The original one debuted in arcades in 1982. As you mentioned, it was created by Eugene Jarvis and also a guy named Larry DeMar. Uh, they they went under the name VidKids at the it, time. It that is worth just
1: reminding people that 1982 is very old, very old. Um, yeah, most Thank of you. our yeah, most yeah. of our video game knowledge always sort of starts at NES, and people like think of NES as being old. And yeah. it's important to go back and be like wait a second, there was stuff that happened before this.
0: And this this is one of those rare arcade games that has seen its reputation grow over the years. Like, I think a lot of games kind of, like, oh, yeah, that was fun, but it doesn't really hold up. This one holds up, and this one is one, especially at a competitive level, that players still really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's uh, the accuracy that's afforded by the twin-stick layout. Uh, and the speed of unique. the game. The speed, the freneticism, and it is really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Like... I I think I was was telling Woody earlier, like, we had this in an arcade game in the pizza place where I worked, and whenever it was slow, I would play Robotron, so I have the high score on that machine, which is, like, level five. (laughs) Like, I did not get very far at all. And I think, Um, yeah,
1: when they released this on Xbox Live Arcade, I played it quite a bit, and I think the farthest I ever got was to level 15, which I was quite proud of. Um I mean that's a, that's an accomplishment. This this is one of these games that like the old arcade games, you could essentially play forever if you get good enough. If you get good enough at it like Pac-Man or something like that right. cuz if you rescue enough people, each person you rescue on a stage without dying gives you more and more points. Right. And every certain amount of points you get an extra life. So you get and the stages eventually start to recycle. Mm. So you get to the point where you're rescuing enough people that you're gaining as many lives as you're losing. And then the only thing that matters is how much stamina you have to keep playing.
0: Right. And, exactly. Yeah. It's. It, it, and it works to that regard. And it's a really fun. But like, very, very.
1: Action very game. few people are at that level. Most people are going to get to
0: about level five or six of this exactly, game. Exactly. Yeah. Even if, you know, like. I'm not terribly, terribly good, but I had a good run, yeah, and I made it to, like, five. And I know, I know that it was good because some customers started to play it, like, after that, <laughs> trying to beat my high score, and they couldn't beat it. Um. So, uh, VidKids made a spiritual sequel called Blaster in 1983, uh, but that was the year that the market crashed, so a lot of people never really got a chance to play and this. I
1: looked up Blaster, mm-hmm. and it's not, I mean, it is a spiritual sequel, but it's not the same kind of game at all. It's like a space, 3D-looking space shooter.
0: Right. Is it I, still Twin Stick? I don't think so. Oh, okay, yeah, right, but so it, I, I guess it just takes place in the same universe. It's set in the Robotron-verse. <laughs> Robotron-iverse. yeah. Uh, so it wasn't, uh, the game largely went like the series went pretty stagnant after that um mostly just lots of ports and lots of different uh, compilations of old arcade games on PC it wasn't until Robotron X was released for the PlayStation in 1996 that it got a proper follow up but uh neither that nor the N64 port were really Huge hits and didn't really revive. Or even even
1: medium size hits. Yeah. Even,
0: no. the, the word hit was very far away. Very like, far away. And it's like really nobody has tried to mess with this formula or update it much since. Now it's just kind of you're going to get repackaged versions of the original game.
1: Well, I mean RoboTron is essentially a perfect game. Yeah. Like I mean to in, the sa- in the same in the same way that Miss Pac-Man is. like yeah. It just is what it is, and it works so well at
0: that. Yeah.
1: That. The only thing you're going to do with me- mess with it is sort of slow it down, which is what we'll see here with Robotron sixty four. Which,
0: yeah, we'll see here. So hmm. let's let's talk about Robotron sixty four. Uh, there is a story to this game. <laughs> I was unable to find a copy of the manual anywhere, but luckily there was a uh, a game fact from two thousand two written by a user named Mayonnaise who uh, <laughs> transcribed the story straight from the manual. So thank you, Mayonnaise. I, I hate your sauce, but uh, I appreciate well, your dedication was... to esoteric uh, game walkthroughs. There was a the girl from Hey Arnold. She, oh uh, yes. Daddy, yeah, yeah no, no, that's uh, uh, Doug. Oh, Doug? Yeah, no, yeah. Dang yeah, it, yeah. okay.
1: She started, uh, after sh- that show got canceled, she started writing
0: ma- ma- FAQs. I could see that, actually. Uh, so this is uh, directly from the FAQ, which is supposedly directly from the manual. In 2084, inspired by his never-ending quest for progress, man perfects the Robotrons, a robot species so advanced that man is inferior to his own creation. Well, there's a design flaw right there. Guided by their infallible logic, the Robotrons conclude the human race is inefficient and therefore must be destroyed. You are the last hope of mankind. Due to a genetic engineering error, you possess superhuman powers. <laughs> your mission is to stop the Robotrons and save the last human family. Nice. So the you in that description is a mad scientist-looking guy uh, who's just like kind of a bald old man who shoots lasers at things. Which you know that's a that's a design choice. Where
1: you know? does uh, where does Robot Apocalypse rank for you in your list of apocalypses you want to see? Like um, um, I would say, so there's Robot Apocalypse, Zombie Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Uh, like global warming, burning hell—that's the um, one that's happening. Sure, that, that's um, the most likely one. But like, if you if you had to pick one to be around for, which one would you like? Mad Max style? I yeah. guess that sort of.
0: I feel like I would rather have robot. No, I would rather have zombies than robots because okay. zombies are easier to kill. Sure, um, but robots also can't transfer your like robotic disease to you unless it's like a, a, a cable situation. Um... But I and I did just watch, rewatch the original Terminator. Uh, oh right, and like that looked pretty scary. And yeah, I don't it know. does. Pretty, those are, those are some pretty, scary robots. They're pretty unstoppable. Yeah, like they're hard to kill. So I I think zombies. Yeah, I okay. mean, Walking Dead's in its tenth season, <laughs> and Terminator is only on its seventh movie. So <laughs> it's easier to survive in the Walking Dead, I guess um yeah yeah either way i don't really want one of them um all right so let's talk about the game here because there's not really much to talk about that we haven't already covered this is a pretty faithful version of robotron just with some updated graphics um I don't know if I would necessarily say better graphics, but I would say updated graphics.
1: Um, So one of the really cool things about this game, well, it's always nice to start with something good. Yes, Um, compliment sandwich. Most of the um, ports for Robotron – so the heart of Robotron is the twin sticks – um, the first port I remember playing it on was Super Nintendo, which was like William's Greatest Hits or something sure. like that. And you would use the uh, control pad to move and the combination of the buttons to shoot in different directions, which works fine. Sure. Um, but this one, very smartly, you can use two
0: controllers. Like... um yeah, you just plug in the other controller to the second port and then you just hold them both cuz the sticks are all you're ever going to use. Right.
1: So you just so, grab grab that middle prong and yeah. you use the left stick to run and the right stick to shoot and that works quite well. Perfect. Like it replicates I think that the N64 sticks um feel a lot more like arcade sticks than the more modern controllers because they sort of jut out a little taller and feel a little thinner. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: that's fair. The, um I feel like this would If you compare it to other twin-stick games that, like, were inspired by this, like, Geometry Wars, which uses, like, the 360 analog controllers, those feel much smoother Mm -hmm. and allow you, like, a much bigger range of motion. But you do get to shoot in all eight cardinal directions here. I
1: think um, you even shoot in a little more. Like, it's kind of hard to tell how specific your shots can be because the. the stage in this game is always tilting, which it's is kind of a weird effect.
0: Like they're, they're try- I think that's them trying to say, look, we're in the future. It's 3D because occasionally this this platform turns and you can see like an extra dimension on your stage at your, the, the the amorphous black block that you're standing on in space. Right. Um,
1: yeah, it, it's worth noting that this game looks quite bad.
0: I mean... It, yeah, it, it's it's functional for what it's trying to do uh, and the, the robots look about as distinctive as they did in the original... Right,
1: but Um, it doesn't have that super bright color palette that the original really
0: makes the original really pop. And they're trying. There's like there's a tie dye kind of vortex going on behind you at all times, which I think is just trying to give it a little extra personality. And there's a very very frantic thumping techno score in this that must have been pretty cutting edge in '96 to '98. Yeah.
1: So the original RoboTron has no music, but the actual sounds you make from your lasers and there's just sounds for running around are so loud that you don't miss the music at all. Um, the big thing about this game, and I think the re you know, the drawback of it is it's just a lot slower than original Robotron. It's a not,
0: lot easier. Nothing lot can
1: easier. be faster than the original Robotron. Um, and so you just have a lot more space. In the original Robotron there's enemies sort of around you right when you spawn. Mm-hmm. Here um, there's just a lot more space to work with, a lot more room to dodge, um, and enemies shoot much fewer projectiles. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we were playing, and just on our first playthrough, we got to level 30
0: yeah. with 17 lives. We were blazing, and it, it was this was on normal difficulty. We mm-hmm. went back and reset it to uh, the highest difficulty Insane. and the highest speed level, and it still was pretty easy. I mean, yeah. Like, it still was about the same level as the normal, so, like... I guess that's the biggest drawback I'm seeing to this game is that it gets... Because it's so easy, it gets tedious much faster than the original Robotron did.
1: Right. Uh, Robotron barely has a chance to get tedious because by the time... If you would start getting bored of it, you'd be dead.
0: Yeah. By that time. Yeah. And... Like, I, I, res- I was going into this expecting a total disaster of, like, an unplayable game. And this is not that. This is Robotron. It yeah. feels functionally like Robotron. Uh, and that's to its credit. It is not the version of Robotron I would want to go back and play if given the option between no. the original and this. I would always choose the original. But this is not terrible. There's... There's
1: 200 stages in this game, and they do give you a save mode, yeah. which is great. And I think playing about 30 levels and saving, I would happily go back and play another 30 levels. Yeah. And I don't know what how difficult this gets as it goes on. I imagine by the time you get to stage 158... Um, it gets real hard, but it was picking sure.
0: up a little yeah. bit by the time I got to. But again, we were, were gaining adding,
1: like... way more extra lives than we were losing.
0: Exactly, I, and it's mm-hmm. like I don't know if, if you get an extra life every time you save a human or well, if it's, just it, like... it's a certain amount of points. A certain I'm amount sure. of points. But okay, yeah. Saving cause... the
1: humans is the biggest way to get the points. Oh, there's, definitely there's also a, a fun sort of Galaga bonus style level mm-hmm. where uh, these
0: bees will come from the from the side. Not yeah. the
1: bees, not the bees. And they
0: they updated the soundtrack. Like it was a techno version of like a real really fast-paced techno version of Flight of the Bumblebee. Which was cool. Which I liked. Um... So, you know, I I give this points for that. Uh, It has a two-player mode, but it's not really a two-player mode. It's more uh, alternating. alternating.
1: It's a two-player mode the same way the original Super Mario Bros. is a two-player mode. Yeah,
0: you didn't need to specify this is a whole different mode. This is just handing controllers back and forth Handing two controllers back and forth, which is a
1: little awkward. They don't give you a lot
0: of time. And to be fair, there is another way to play it. We tried with one controller using the C buttons. Yeah, so you move with the stick
1: and you you shoot with the C buttons, which I think is more comfortable playing with a controller in each hand my right thumb tends to slip a little bit
0: yeah Um, and the the nintendo 64 controller is kind of slick in general mm -hmm. so like when you're holding one in each hand it does feel like they're getting a little loose after a while uh so it's not quite the arcade perfect experience
1: i think that 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 is a cooler way to play but i think the using the pad and buttons is a little more comfortable sure but yeah, that's um, not what you're signed up for.
0: Yeah, not much else to say about Robotron 64. Pretty bare, but bo- I think all of these games are going to be kind of bare bones in terms of uh modes and they stuff like really,
1: that. really yeah, really lacks in content. I'm not I mean, I feel like the core basic of what this game would need is a two player simultaneous mode would go a long way. Oh, yeah, that'd be um, fun. Um
0: yeah, that would be nice. There's no slowdown in here, which is good, but... That's a that's appreciated. And again, we don't know how far that's going to go, like, or, or if we've seen the maximum amount of robots that can fit on a screen at a time. I don't but. really know what I want from a Robotron update.
1: I don't know like how I would improve on Robotron. Um, and apparently, I don't think these guys who made this game really did either. They, yeah. didn't, they didn't ruin it, but they didn't quite find something that really made it... Sp- special.
0: Yeah, it's kind of anything else that you're adding on to it like if you wanted it to still feel like Robotron would just be, you know, stylistic flourishes. Mm-hmm. would be
1: I guess that that would go a long way. These we games could get
0: like recognizable stages instead of just blank voids, you
1: know. This is this is probably the weakest trio of games from a visual standpoint that we've
0: played oh, as yeah. a group. Oh yeah. These All are, three of these are grotesque. Yeah. Um,
1: and th- yeah, I think this was the best looking of the and it was. this game is yeah. not does not look good.
0: No, um, no. Um I mean, I guess it gets some good like facial detail in the opening uh, uh, title screen because like the, you get a close up of the mad scientist's head and he has like a mouth that moves and stuff
1: he does a little dance when you beat each level it kind of z- camera yeah. sort of zooms down on him he does like a little worm dance
0: and then it moves and forward and each, each level has its own like distinct name but yeah. I don't think it actually matters depending on what's happening like I don't think there's any kind of thematic tie in to what kind of robots you're facing or why or how, yeah. So I don't think it really matters what the stages are called. But, you know, if you're looking up a a FAQ written by Mayonnaise. Sure. uh, Mayonnaise went over every
1: level uh i assume i I stopped reading sure once you get past uh, the story what else do you need i got the story that's That's why we play robotron It's for the story
0: oh absolutely (laughs) yeah it's the cinematic style of it yeah well let's move on to our next game uh this is going to be load runner 3d this was released march 29th 1999 developed by big bang and published by infogram and this is an n64 exclusive um so we have discussed InfoGram many, many times in the past. Big Bang is a new one to us, though. Uh, fittingly, the company is best known for their 1994 game Pitfall: The Mine Adventure, Ooh. which was an, a modern update of an early Atari classic, and weirdly, a game I have played a lot. I have also played that game. That game looks so good. It looks that great. game has some
1: of the best graphics on and animation on Super Nintendo.
0: And then it gets to it has maybe the worst minecart level of any game I, I've ever seen, that, and that's uh,
1: that's the game a competitive is category. Super, super. Hard. I've definitely
0: never beaten it. Um, I haven't either. uh, But I had it like I think it came packed in free with our home computer, like our Dell or whatever we had. Oh, okay. So I played it a lot on the PC, and uh, it 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 was just kind of all I had for a while. Um, But yeah, it's not a bad game. Just very, very hard. Um, so Big Bang also handled a lot of the home ports of Star Wars Dark Forces, which is an excellent early first-person mm-hmm. shooter. And uh, otherwise, their only notable game is the Windows-exclusive puzzle series Quirks, Q-W-I-R-K-S, which, based on the cover and nothing else, is a direct <laughs> ripoff of Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Okay. That's yeah. my guess. I'm going to say uh, that's I'll what it is. I'll buy that. Uh,
1: and I'm Runner sure Dr. D- Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine was a ripoff of something else. It's like Puyo Pop, Oh, right? yeah. Isn't it Puyo Pop? Probably. Yeah, I think it I, is. I, there's so many weird, like, bubble-popping games and that they get I cannot, yeah. cannot
0: keep them straight. Like Panel de became yeah. Tetris Attack, became Pokemon Puzzle League, became, yeah... Uh Loadrunner three D was the last game that Big Bang made. Uh so I don't know exactly what happened, but they're gone now. So <laughs> all their matter
1: compressed back down into nothing. <laughs> it They'll yeah, be re- re- It'll come back in another million
0: years with so a, we're new, still feeling- a new Big Bang. I mean, that's a good theory. I like yeah. that theory. Okay.
1: It's just a theory. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, so, Load Runner is kind of a big gap for me. Actually, yeah. this is not a series I've played much of at all. Um, it, I know it's an important early arcade game. It's an important early PC game, but uh, this is not. This is one I've only played a handful of times, and I think I always kind of confuse it with Elevator Action, mm-hmm. like the early Taito game, like. Just because it's all ladders and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: um, that's that's a good comparison. I mean, I haven't played it a ton either, mm-hmm. but it's definitely in the style of those arcade games of what you're trying to do is just avoid people, like yeah. Burger Time, Elevator Action, Pac Man. Sure. Um, and the gimmick behind Load Runner is you can dig. Yeah, uh, dig, yeah. It's kind of like Dig Dug, but with no weapons. And so there's. This, these-
0: I found out this is like a genre. This is a subgenre. It's called trap em up. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Burger King qual- or uh, Burger Burger Time will qualify. Mister Do, uh, Bubble Bobble, like things like that, where the goal is to. I always got very
1: confused um, between Mister Do and Doctor No, oh. and I thought that Mister <laughs> Do was a James Bond game.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the one where he's fighting a clown. There is a there is a James Bond where he dresses as a clown. An octopussy. <laughs> uh, that's opening credits. He oh dresses like a clown and it's terrible. Oh, so yeah, so it's
1: it's called a trap him up. up. Yeah, that's because so there's these guys chasing after you and you can kind of dig right on the ground under them and they'll fall and then yeah. you can run on top of them to get to where the end of the level. So it's a very like fast paced uh, game that requires some creative thinking and fast reflexes. So mm-hmm. the original Load Runner is still a lot of fun to play. Um, I
0: wanna I want to track it down now mm-hmm. that I've played this one. I'm sure you and, can uh,
1: play it in your browser. Oh I'm sure like, yeah. um, and it was it when it sort of made it to home consoles was when it really blew up as like mm-hmm. this classic um for for that subset of people who grew up
0: with a commodore which is not like a huge group of people not over here no not no. really no um a little history on this so this game was developed by a hey, local boy douglas smith of renton washington nice. which is not that far from us uh he created a donkey kong clone called minor over a weekend in 1982 Uh, He would revise his format to make it a little more distinctive and uh, not quite a Donkey... It's very little... The final game is not very much like Donkey Kong at all. It's it's kind of like Donkey Donkey Kong Jr., maybe. A little closer to Donkey Kong Mm -hmm. Jr., yeah, I'd say. Um, uh, He would revise the format a little bit, and uh, the game would be renamed and published by Broderbund in 1983. Gameplay-wise, yeah, I I think... Pac-Man meets Burger Time. I think is probably the closest combination for these two. Maybe, maybe. Right? I yeah. don't know. It's. I, I like elevator action. I think that's a good yeah, comparison. Yeah, that's that's. that's still Pac-Man's heavily a little
1: misleading because there's no, there's no like constant forward motion. There's
0: not it's really. True. A, yeah, you're you're not trying to. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Uh, it's more of a eternal uh, existential nightmare. <laughs> it's a platformer where you can't jump. Right like, kind of yeah you're you're playing in this as a nameless figure who's running around a maze-like level of bricks and ladders you're trying to collect all the gold pieces and escape before some guards can catch you uh, and uh, the biggest legacy of Loadrunner Runner is that it's one of the first games to contain a level editor, so home editions on the Apple II and the Commodore 64 let you create your own basic mazes in the game, which is a very simple addition. Mm-hmm. but people would come up with some really cool stuff, and now that's its own like genre. You know, Mario Maker 2 just came out, and that's like a big online phenomenon. And you I know. feel
1: like the way this game plays is really smart for creating that for having the level designer, because this is one of the very few games where you can sort of go up and down Mm -hmm. by either climbing ladders or digging. So it really allows creative ways to navigate the levels and nefarious puzzles.
0: Yeah. uh, Level editor missing from 3D. I don't know if uh, N64 had the... uh the The technology for that yet, or the or if it would have. I been mean, in that fun. spirit,
1: there was there was a level editor in the PlayStation two PlayStation version of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater two. Oh, that's true. Which it's was same. not which was cut from the sixty four one. I
0: think that's right. Oh, that's so. true. Yeah, well, I don't think we even touched on that when we talked about Tony Hawk. Oh, whoops. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember Tenchu Stealth Assassins had a level editor too because my roommate was obsessed with making the most difficult <laughs> levels humanly possible <laughs> that I could never beat. Um. Yeah, this this was a hugely uh, uh, respected and well-received game at the time. Uh, the Tetris creator, Alexey Pajitnov, praised this as his favorite puzzle game, which we can quibble over how much of a puzzle game it is, but, you know... Oh, it's
1: definitely, a, pu- it's definitely Tetris, a puzzle game.
0: Uh, 3D is definitely a puzzle okay. game. I'm not sure as much about the originals, but... I mean, uh, it's a
1: very creative mix of action and puzzle. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you do have to, like... In the same way, it's a puzzle game in the same way that Bomberman is a puzzle game. Uh-huh. Because, like, you can put yourself in situations where you drop a bomb and then you, you're you stuck. And right. You just have to sit there sadly and you're like, I know that bomb is going to explode. Yeah. I know it's going to kill me, but I'll just have to wait here. And this game has the same thing of you'll, like, dig a hole and then fall in it. And you're like, shit, that just dirt is going to come day. back and kill me. And I can't move now. Revenge so. of the dirt. Revenge
0: of the dirt. Uh, yeah. Weirdly, this series has, like... It's gotten kind of obscure while also never going away. Yeah. Like there's like two dozen different load runner games for just about every platform conceivable. But I think if you ask any like common millennial today, like they wouldn't really know what this series is or like maybe they've heard of it. Or maybe they're just associating it with Blade Runner. I mean, I feel the same way that I do
1: about Robotron in the sense that I don't like it as much as Robotron, but no. the first Load Runner is also essentially a perfect game sure. in the sense that it just does what it does, and to expand on that, you can't change it very much.
0: You would expand on it and then ruin what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Space Invaders is kind of a similar yeah, idea. Yeah, and
1: so I'm sure most versions of load runner are just kind of the same game with oh, yeah. better better graphics and i mean
0: like th- there was a version released like two years ago like a multiplayer version online version um they they updated it for xbox live arcade i
1: do feel like multiplayer online would be would big be, fun th- that
0: would yeah. be fun yeah absolutely especially if you can design each other's like uh levels and stuff like that uh, well, let's jump into 3D. Uh, the story here is... Uh, well, whoa, we're so, on 3D! Yeah, whoa, <laughs> whoa oh my god. <laughs> we, we, we've been
1: recording this podcast in only two it, dimensions. Yeah. Can you hear the
0: difference, listeners? <laughs> we are Flatlands' only podcast. Um, so over the years, uh, the story has kind of developed from a simple heist story to a sweeping sci-fi epic. <laughs> like, in the original, you're like a thief running through a mine. Uh, in *Load Runner The Legend Returns, which was a reboot from 1994... The stick figure avatar has been given a name. He's called Jake Peril now. Which is a great and, uh, name. <laughs> that's a great name, absolutely. And they introduce uh, the villains of the series, which are the Mad Monks, which are just red-clad, shadowy figures. Uh, and they remain the villains of the series from then on. But that game is kind of set mostly in a jungle. And then load Runner 3D uh, jumps it in straight <laughs> into space. Uh, we are now part of the load Runner Special Intelligence Corps, and we are tasked with reclaiming lost shipments of gold that have been stolen by the Mad Monks under their orders of their leader, the Emperor Monk of Pandora. Uh, so you're basically supposed to go behind enemy lines, go to all these levels, find all the gold, uh, escape all the monks, and then battle the Emperor and save the galaxy. Um, basic Perfect. sci-fi stuff, yeah. but like, yeah, it's jumping the... I don't think you lose a lot of the spirit of it by jumping it into outer space. Like, I don't think it really matters. And then we get explanations for why every level is just kind of a floating series of bricks <laughs> in space. Uh, which I appreciate they're trying to explain what, that what more is than, the like, Charlie for that. I mean, it's huh. space. Okay, They're sure. on asteroids. <laughs> it's yeah. a space base.
1: Yeah, and I know you were, you were just about to say, like, Charlie blasts territory. Right, which I... drops
0: you into the middle of the ocean for no reason. <laughs> this yeah. is
1: that same kind of game where it's sort of box pushy and yeah. if you mess it up you have to restart the level but it's much it's much faster paced than that game that game was basically a straight up puzzle game mm-hmm. this game is a puzzle game but it kind of has platforming elements
0: except that you can't jump right. <laughs> So, I, I'm going to go the opposite of our Robotron attack. I'm going to start with the things I don't like. Okay, Because sure. I feel like I liked this game more than I didn't. Okay. But the things I don't like. Um, ugly as shit. Man, uh, this game looks bad. Real, real ugly. Real blurry. Uh, even with the upscaler that I'm using that makes like other games look fantastic. Yeah. Like, this one looks real blurry. Your character design lacks any kind of personality. You He's just look super like, gaunt. Super thin, which is... Right. You hmm. You look like a like a failed Burger King mascot from the late 90s. That's, that's what your guy looks like. And uh, and then otherwise, it's just a series of gray or purple bricks in space and gathering things. So real ugly looking game. Th- yeah, this is not the kind of game that needs to look good, but it, but it could, needs to it look
1: better. Yeah, it it needs, needs to look better because it definitely looks bad enough that it almost interferes with the gameplay. Because you're bit. like, I don't know what that item is. Because it just looks like a random block.
0: Right. Um, it's indistinct in the sure Sometimes what's the
1: platforming is hard. This whole game is sort of built on vertical levels and dropping from one stage to another. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to tell where you can actually drop. For because sure. Because it can't see it well
0: uh the other bad thing i'll say is that very bare bones uh there's a one player single player story mode and that's it yeah with no options Um, no options no multiplayer no anything like that if that's all you're looking for fine totally fine uh that works but that is a little thin but again this is probably a very cheap game that you can find right Right. i don't even remember how much i paid for this one but i I
1: had never heard of this game until i did not know it existed until today this
0: is this one's kind of a sleeper it's kind of under the radar um so uh this is not fully 3D. I would I would say this is 2.5D at best. It's kind of most of your action is taking place kind of on very narrow rails that you can't really deviate from other than a couple of those side paths. Right. But this is functionally a uh, a block-pushing puzzle game like you said. Um, but it's a block-shooting puzzle game. A block-shooting puzzle game. And it took us a, are, a second to figure out the mechanics. You have
1: a, a ray gun bit. that, that you can only, only, shoot only shoots dirt. He only shoots <laughs> down at a corner. Yeah. You, you're just chased by these enemies. We can't use the
0: gun on them. No. no, that would be far too easy. And like apparently something happened with the gravity or maybe you're shooting locked up because you can't lift your arm above like your knee. So you can only shoot it standing...
1: at a 45 degree angle down.
0: Yeah, so if you're standing next to a block, you can't shoot it. If you're standing on top of a block, you can't shoot it. But if you're standing above, above and to the left or to the right, then you can shoot it. Um, so that took a minute to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And then... If you get stuck in a hole, uh, like you said, you have a few seconds before that little panel of dirt regenerates. But you can't do anything in those seconds. (laughs) You're just waiting for your death. Yeah, it's a Bomberman situation. You're just going to die. And
1: that, I think... This, I think, is the biggest problem with the game Mm. is that this game... This is a slow style of game, but this game is even slower than it needs to be. Yeah, because when you die, let's say you get crushed by a square of dirt, as we all do eventually. Um,
0: you, I mean, it's how we're gonna die. Yeah, yeah.
1: it uh, the screen goes black, and then there is a little picture of your grave that says "LR Load
0: right. Runner," um, Lawrence it, Runner.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. um, it fades to that, and then it and then it says like "Loading Level," and then it comes back, and that whole thing probably takes. 10 seconds. It's a bit, Ma- It's a load main. screen
0: in a really bad-looking Nintendo 64 game, yeah. which I don't think it's actually exactly loading anything. Yeah, it's
1: not L-O-A-D Runner.
0: No, it's no. It's L-O-D-E <laughs> Runner. The, yes, yeah. yes.
1: And, <laughs> yeah, and so the same thing happens when you go to a new level. It has to load. And so this game, what this game really needs is something in the style of, um, like, Super Meat Boy, where mm. you can just press a button, and it instantly takes you back to the start of the level. Like, yeah. if L... If your L button just brought you back and reset the level, that would improve things so much.
0: Oh, so, so much. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. And then uh, it it would speed things along because... This is a trial-and-error type of game. It was a trial-and-error type of game. But, you know, once we got into the groove of it, like, I really appreciated how Mm -hmm. clever it is, how challenging it is. Um, This is a puzzle game that's, like, you've seen things that are kind of like it, but nothing exactly like Mm -hmm. it. And I feel like this is a very smart way... Of updating this series to take advantage of new technology and new perspectives. Mm-hmm. If it's not a full 3D experience, that's fine because I don't think I want to. But you're still able to move in all kinds of directions, right. even if
1: it's, you're on a set plane. Yeah, sometimes you're going towards the screen or left.
0: Yeah. But like, if this were like an open world, like 3D kind of game where you're running around searching for ladders, this would be unplayable. This yeah. would be horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does keep you on a path and it keeps the levels fairly tight and linear. Um, um and there's a pretty good escalation of challenge like um it, it it it's a little sudden but it does start getting very hard very fast yeah the first
1: um, the first stage does, so there's five worlds five planets that you have to beat with each one i think there's five levels and then there's five five or so stages yeah. per um so the for, we we made it through about halfway through the second level um we and the first level does a nice job of introducing you to the mechanics. They have little buttons that show up in the corner, like when you're standing on top of the dirt. They're like, press, press Z and shoot this. Yeah. Um, or press A when you have a contact sensitive thing. We got stuck later because there's an area where you have to sort of activate these elevators, mm. but it doesn't have that button to show you that A activates the elevators. And this is another part where the graphics really suck because mm. they just look like pink Blobs, right? And there's you're no way to know clear. that if you
0: stand on them, they will move. They're like crystals or something, front. but yeah. like you can't really tell. Um, I mean, aside from your little blaster, you also get a bomb occasionally, and mm-hmm. that can clear out space like blocks that are kind of inaccessible otherwise. Yes. And um, so that works
1: well for a puzzle. So you like destroy a block, grab the bomb, use that to destroy an area, and then you have to run through, grab another bomb. I, yeah, and yeah. so stuff is kind of on a timer, and then. The first level has no enemies. Yeah. And then the second one, you start getting these creepy red suited guys chasing you.
0: And you can't kill them, but you can shoot out the ground that they're about to walk in. Then they'll fall in and you can step over them. Yeah. um, Which is uh, a holdover from the original. And it's it's
1: a satisfying. They make kind of all frightening shriek oh yeah um, this game is kind of has an unpleasant atmosphere aside from just looking bad like the music is sort of drab and just those red guys really kind of put you on edge
0: yeah it, i mean i like the red guys putting you on edge i yeah. think that's a good uh element but <laughs> this it, is yeah just, but the drab presentation is really hurting like a game that i think i like a lot otherwise yeah. like um uh yeah i don't know this,
1: this not- is this is a game that's very close I, I mean, I think I wouldn't go so far as to say this is a hidden gem on the system, but I no. think if the problems with it were fixed, like the thing with the presentation and giving you and the speed of the game, yeah. then I think it would be.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think mm. so. I think the core gameplay is really solid and really fun um, and more challenging than I was expecting mm-hmm. and a little more taxing than I was expecting. Uh, but that's a good thing. I mean, I think yeah. especially after how brazenly easy Robotron 64 was, like just playing before that. Um you know, I, yeah, I, I'd like them to take another, someone to take another crack at this exact game with like better technology. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's kind of a space station, Silicon Valley situation for me where like yeah. it's a game I would, I would wholeheartedly recommend if it looked and it controlled just a little better. And also if you're, if you know, you know who you
1: are, people who mm. like this kind of game, me, um, raising my hand, yeah, yeah, um, these sort of block pushing games, I'm. I get very frustrated very quickly. I'm more of, like, the Robotron school of thought. I mm. just want to shoot everything, and this is, like, be thoughtful, take your time. But also, they put pressure on you because there's dudes chasing you. Yeah. Um, oh, another thing about this game, there's lives in this game. Like, yeah. And that just feels like a big holdover because if you die five times, you're restarting at the start of the level, and you just have to go through the title screen and stuff again, which, again, just adds about another 45 seconds. Yeah. It and was, this, is
0: annoying. This was kind of the transitional period when, like, you know, th- the games didn't really require multiple lives anymore. That wasn't the way people were playing anymore. But developers kind of just knew that one framework, <laughs> work, you know, so they, they're still working with it. Still it finding took a to surprisingly long
1: time for people to get away from lives. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I Super guess, Mario Sunshine have lives. Oh, yeah, that's which, right.
0: Which, why? Yeah, yeah, why would you? I mean, you, you always encounter enough coins in that game to, like, not need it. It's an afterthought. So, I don't know. Um do we have anything else to say about Load Runner before we move on? Um no. No. Yeah. Well, let's move on then okay. to Paperboy. Released October 31st, 1999. That means oh. we get the jingle,
1: um, the Halloween jingle.
0: What is is spookier than delivering newspapers? (laughs) Of course, you know, if you hear that sound, that means that's one of the 18, 17, 18 games that were released on this exact day in 1999. For some reason, a hugely prolific release day for the N64. Uh, But this is one of those games. Uh, So this was developed by High Voltage Software and published by Midway Games. This is an N64 exclusive. A PlayStation port was planned, but it was canceled. Shockingly. (laughs) Uh, so we've talked about high voltage briefly in the past when we talked about uh, NFL QB Club 2001 and All-Star Baseball 2001, which, according to our list, were the best of those series. So credit, okay. credit where that's due. Sure. Uh, remarkably, because this game made Paperboy, uh, this company is still around. Um, <laughs> their their recent releases include uh, the RTS Mutant Year Zero, which I've heard is okay actually, and bad of, title. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and some of the uh, Saints Row DLC. So okay. I've never played a Saints Row game, but I've, it's weird to think of a separate
1: developer making the DLC for a game. Yeah,
0: that happens sometimes. Fine. Yeah. Alright, so there was remarkably little information about uh, this specific game on the internet for, for pretty good reason. It's, <laughs> it's kind of a bad game. Weirdly, this is a game I have played a lot before uh, because my brother owned this game. Not only did he own it, he really wanted it. Like, he oh. worked for it. He did chores for it to earn money. Now, is your brother
1: older than you? He's or? a little
0: older than me. So yeah, did he yeah.
1: have an attachment to the original paper, but...
0: Uh I don't think so. I don't okay. know why he got this, the, the bug in his ass about this one game, but he really wanted this did
1: one. Did he take a paper route to be able to afford Paperboy.
0: <laughs> no, but that would have been great, actually. Yeah, but he, he did, like, get a little part-time job and spent money that he earned on this game. Uh, and he, for as far as I know, he really liked it. But the few okay. times I tried to play it, I'm like, this is... I remember thinking at the time that this was the ugliest game I'd ever seen in my life. And I think I'm, I'm willing to go out on a limb. I'm willing to put myself on the line and say this is the ugliest game on the N64.
1: So, uh, yeah, we last we played Chameleon Twist 2 a while ago. And you remember thinking that was the worst game you had ever played at uh-huh. that point. Um, and, and you were proved wrong.
0: It. Yeah, I kind of want to um, kind of like in um, that one.
1: But this one you thought was the worst-looking game. And you were proved right. I was proven right <laughs> because, on that. I yeah. mean...
0: Would you counter that? Can you think of anything that looks worse than this game? Even, like, going from Load Runner just before this.
1: Right. Um, I mean, Beast Wars Transmetals had that horrible rotating camera, so it was in some ways harder to look at. But the art style wasn't as offensive as this. Oh, yeah. No, this game is... What's that weird Christmas special that we that you made me wear well, Like Rap City Rhapsody kids? kids? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. This um, looks
0: worse than that. Yeah, this is because at least those kids had necks.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is that style of animation. I don't know if this is style, but this animation looks unfinished.
0: That's-, That's the thing. I'm having a hard time telling if this was an intentional style, mm-hmm. like an intentionally minimalist kind of wacky style, or if they just didn't finish it.
1: Like it's like a co- it's like the essence of a cartoon without any sort of design or personality. The it's almost board. like yeah. a stick man it's who am- they automatic. added a couple features to.
0: Kind of but- like it. Really look up the skin because if you look at the cover of this game, you're not really going to get the right idea of what it looks like look at actual screens just, of this game the the main if we'll, you remember we'll watching in m- action just, yeah
1: just the first second Steve went out of the room to clean load runner yeah um, we uh, still a hundred percent success rate on yeah, your game not working. had a broken game yet yeah, yeah not, we've gotten close load runner might have be. been the closest yeah um, and then that there was the hilarious jeopardy episode where we couldn't get the controllers <laughs> to work yeah anyway um, so he went out of the room and I'm like oh I wonder what Paperboy is like and just the title screen of high voltage coming up I was like oh my god and Steve's like what happened yeah I'm like I just started paperboy boy
0: yeah it, all you get there is like it's a little animation of the paper boy being chased by a dog and they bump into the high voltage sign and uh dog gets electrocuted hilarious yeah. way to start the hilarious game. we love seeing that and it's just like monumentally ugly right from the yeah. jump like if you know the internet meme of momo That's what Paperboy looks like. He's got this grotesque, like, single-line smile on his face, like, no soul behind his eyes. And he's just, like, all— Tiny, tiny neck. He's all triangles and, like, no real connective tissue to anything. So, Mo Williams um, is uh, a—he
1: writes uh, children's books. Yeah. And the heart—he had this realization that the heart of, like, good children during children's book characters is circles and kids, like, like round features and something like— But this, yeah, like you said, Paperboy, it's just everything is so sharp looking. It's just so unpleasant.
0: Right. Um, This detracted me from any kind of enjoyment of the game when I was younger. But let's see how that uh, has improved or not. Uh, Let's talk about Paperboy the series first. So the original Paperboy was released in arcades in April of 1985, created by Atari. Uh, and the arcade cabinet was a huge hit, and it had this novel bicycle handle controller on it that I, I always thought was really cool. It doesn't work great because like, it's got a very, very limited range of motion. But,
1: I mean, that's um, fair because one of the sort of facets of the Paperboy game is you're just – it's – you don't have much range of motion in the game. You're right. sort of – it sticks you to one side of the road –
0: and you can't move to the other one, so you don't right. need to turn very much. Not very much, but sometimes you need to get around obstacles, and yeah. it makes it very difficult. This kind of game, this isn't quite an isometric view. This is what's called oblique projection. Okay. Uh, it's I guess you would kind of see something similar in, like, Zaxxon. Or, or it like, sounds
1: like a very like weird, like, you go to an alternative medicine, and they're like, <laughs> okay, you're going to sit down here, we're going to try some oblique projection. <laughs> so, it sounds you know, like imagine a... yourself from a slightly crooked angle.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like a a CrossFit move. But okay, yeah. yeah, I can see that <laughs> They're too. are trying to carve the little what you might You try to project here. your obliques. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Trying to get those out there. Um, so your task in this game is to deliver papers to the right house on your route. You avoid obstacles and then you do some rad BMX jumps at the end of the block. Uh, it's a clever concept and I always liked the idea of it, especially when I was a kid because it was a game... About something I could do in real life. Like, it's like, oh, you know, I was young enough that having a paper route was still a thing when I was growing up. I never actually had one, but it was a thing that kids I knew did. Yeah,
1: there was a weird sort of series around this time of, like games with kid in their name like you were talking about wall street kid right there was a ninja kid there was casino kid yeah. which is super bizarre because like what casino is it just like oh you're the casino kid yeah come on in oh yeah like, come
0: on yeah he, he's got progeria guys yeah. he, he looks much older than he is um yeah so it's uh th- this was something it felt novel and it was kind of I think when we were around that that late '80s, early '90s, if you were a kid, like the big idea was kid power. Yeah. <laughs> it was about empowering kids, and ooh, grownups suck and pu. So you want to do stuff that's like a kid would do so and Paperboy kind of scratched that this itch. game
1: and does a really good job like this game is sort of the embodiment of like the ESRB rating of comic mischief yeah,
0: um, yeah, yeah because
1: yeah. there was you know the main goal is you throw papers to the right or left um, to either get them in the mailbox or on the doorstep but you could also just tag random people
0: with papers or take out a window and like, yeah, and yeah.
1: usually funny stuff would happen like there would be this old couple on the rocker going back and forth and you hit them like they would fall out of the rocker yeah it, or, or
0: someone will chase you or throw things at you yeah yeah.
1: and it's sort of an intrinsically frustrating game because your um, window that you're trying to hit is very small and you sort of had to time the throwing of the papers to the speed of your bike um, which was very hard and so eventually I would just give up and start hitting everyone I could with papers right? um,
0: which I think is probably true of the way most people played Paperboy. Oh, yeah. I would run out of paper, and I would always forget my route and things like that. I was not good at original Paperboy. No. But it also, like, once we got past that initial appeal, like, I think a babysitter of mine brought it over for the, my NES, mm-hmm. and we got to play it a little bit, and I'm just like, yeah, well, th- this doesn't it's, really do it not. It funny. is not, it's it's
1: not, not, is not much of a
0: game, whereas I, Robotron and LoadRunner Runner are
1: classics and excellently designed. Paperboy has a lot of personality. Yeah. Um, definitely more and personality than load runner and it's, it's definitely it's, unique yeah but it's not a total it's not a classic
0: uh, no it's it, there's a reason Though this I, one doesn't the, i'd really, really like to play with one. the handlebar controller that sounds that yeah. sounds really cool that's cool at least <laughs> yeah if nothing else um yeah i mean this game was popular enough to at least uh make it onto just about every home console Mm -hmm. that exists so you can find the original if you want to play it it's probably a very easy game to port um so let's talk about uh paperboy the the 60 well we'll call it paperboy 64 even though not it's not what it's called um so, again, very, very few features or bonuses. It's a single player. Uh, you can choose as either Paper Boy or Paper Girl. And it's so worth that's...
1: noting that the Paper Girl is less hideous looking.
0: Yeah, they, she, they give her. Like, she has a little more bulk to her. Like, she's wearing lipstick, so she's just got like a small mouth instead of this big gaping maw and like she has freckles like you know so she looks like a person almost almost uh, almost uh so you start off the game you're you're riding around this neighborhood that I, you uh yeah
1: i like the the premise that it starts um and it shows you a picture of the newspaper and the newspaper the headline is new paperboy starts route and that's and i'd be so pissed yeah if i got a newspaper delivered that said new
0: paperboy starts route I'm like what am i paying for i can i can <laughs> and, say definitively i worked as a journalist for Several years I was editor of a small paper in a very small town here in northern Washington, and even on our slowest days, and we had some pretty slow news days. I would never put a paper boy's new route on the cover of the paper. Uh, just to clear that up in case anyone was curious of how realistic this game is to the journalistic experience. Um, yeah, so right away, it's an assault on the eyes. Um everything is so like abstract and made of all these obtuse angles. that It's really hard to tell what anything actually is. Uh you can kind of generally infer that this thing's a house, this thing's a a animal. Yeah, house. I
1: mean it looks like a very early sort of animation program for your computer that do- is missing about 3 layers of final rendering.
0: Yeah, yeah. It it just it looks unfinished. Yeah, I think that's the best way to put it. it just look, there's no texture to anything. Uh, it's just grotesque. The colors clash very badly. It's And if you are able to ignore all of that, they made a couple of little uh, uh, cost of living improvements. Like, you now have more control over your aim uh, if you hold the z button it's not much I mean more it control. shows you an
1: arrow of where you're going to go
0: but the problem is the same thing that you're using to control your aim is the thing that you're using to control your bike right so you're you're still steering and, and wiggling all over the place but if you just kind of like tap the throw button it's pretty generous yeah and it might go straight to the mailbox or it might go straight to the front porch um I learned I am still bad at this game yeah. uh, in all of its forms. I'm very bad at it. Uh, I, I can hit the house, so I can rarely hit the door. Um, even It's even harder to hit the mailbox. So, um, you get a lot of the same enemies that you got, or, or obstacles you yeah, got the last time. Dogs
1: chasing after you. There, there's this horrible car yeah. that just sort of backs <laughs> in and out of its driveway
0: constantly. What is that guy doing? I, I, I always wondered. Yeah. yeah. Or the guy like rolling tires down his driveway <laughs> yeah. into the street. Like, what the fuck are you doing? What kind of weird-ass <sighs> redneck neighborhood is this where they're just rolling tires into the street? It's weird. It's weird. Yeah, the original Paperboy is such a better-looking
1: game. It's just yeah. odd. Like I Like, not even in terms of technology. Like, if they were both released at the same time yeah i would say that the one from 1985 looks better it does because no, the characters does. in it look more clear of what's going on
0: every and, and there's like a better color i mean this is a pretty bright colorful game i guess but like it it's just all so chaotic there's no real like i get the sense that they were kind of trying to do something maybe like psychonauts you know which like psychonauts is ugly but it's like intentionally ugly, you know it's an it's a style it's a choice i feel like they might have been trying to do that and they just couldn't execute on it or didn't have the budget to execute on it just gave Um, up halfway through yeah so Um. Uh, it's a level-based system where you need to uh, hit a certain number of uh, mailboxes before you can unlock the next neighborhood. Yeah, and the neighborhoods change substantially. Like, in
1: the original Paperboy, you're basically going up and down the same couple streets over and over until you fail. The only Um, thing that
0: would vary was which houses you delivered to. Yeah, yeah,
1: and what side of the street you were on. Um, And then in this one, you go from, like, the first is just a general neighborhood, and then you go to the RV park, and then you go to the docks. Yeah. Um... So that's nice. There are different settings. Um, this game is it's like three D open ended. So I yeah. mean, to an extent, so you can turn around and sort of go back and hit the ones that you miss. Um, but the controls aren't super responsive. No. It's, um, and but you're still at a tight time limit. So part of it is like. When you crank up the difficulty, you still go to the same levels, but your time limit is pushed way down. Mm. Um, So you have to, you know, press A a bunch to pedal faster and sort of plan out more efficient routes and not miss paper and things like that. But the ability to turn around kind of ruins a lot of the challenge because if you miss something, miss a mailbox, you just kind of turn and keep throwing, chucking papers till you miss. Yeah, this game, you can't really fail at this game.
0: Even if you, like, miss most of your routes, it still counts the one that you got. Your guy can get hit
1: by a car. I mean, I think there's a health meter. Like, yeah, yeah, again, original paper, you would get hit once, and you would sort of be out. Um,
0: This one gives you a health meter. We never wore it all the way down. No, you got hit by a car, like, six times. And then I (laughs) recovered from that by steering into a fire hydrant and falling off my bike. So, like, it's hard to die in this.
1: The only thing you can do is not hit enough mailboxes to unlock the next level. Yeah, which in which it, case, it, big deal, you try to, again. Yeah, you know. do the 30-second run again.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I agree. I'll give them credit for having a nice diversity of levels here. Mm-hmm. And there's, uh, I think we counted them up, there's 12 total. Um, and they have different routes and different things like that. And they have different, like level-specific obstacles uh, that I appreciate. Like, the dock level had a drawbridge that was down sometimes and up sometimes, you know, so you had to plan around that. Like, I can appreciate that. Uh, but on top of how ugly and gross everything is, there's still fog, and there's still yeah. bad draw distance. Yeah. Like, so it doesn't even perform very well at the very basic thing it's trying to do. Um, so it was somehow this actually is a little better than I remember it being. Sure.
1: This game, I mean, it
0: in plays it's playable, okay. It's playable in the same way original uh, Paperboy is playable.
1: Yeah, and again, our our standards of doing this podcast have pushed everything down a level oh, yeah. Um, in terms of what we have played. Yeah. Um, and this doesn't quite reach the level of, like, the Powerpuff Girls in terms of total, total shittiness. But yeah. it does look so bad. It
0: looks bad. Um, it looks real bad. And,
1: you know, and that's kind of disappointing because I think out of these three games, Paperboy is the one that could be improved on the most. Um, like the original to a 3D remake. Yeah, that um, one's less of a sacred cow than yeah. the other two are. Yeah, and it, you know, you do, There's more room to improve on with the graphics. Like, yeah. I would, I think a 3D Paperboy with lots of cartoony graphics could be fine. Sure, it wouldn't be like mind blowing, but it would be like a nice. Continuation of the series, when yeah, um, yeah. this is this is not that. As, I don't think there's been any more Paperboy games.
0: Uh, no, no, yeah. it pretty much died here, and uh, no one's really clamoring for it. I mean, you could probably find it on like a, a little Game Boy Advance. I guess compilation
1: it's, it's pretty dated there. as like an idea. Like no one has a paper. Oh like, no, people barely no have one newspapers. Gets yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's
0: not a thing. I, I'm a former journalist, former, yeah. former. Um, yeah so it's just not really worth your time uh, but you know I, seriously look at it watch a, a Let's Play or something just so you can see how ugly this fucking game is it is grotesque uh, I think we have said all we can say about yeah. these three games do you want to move on to our rankings? I do. Alright uh, each week we are ranking all of the games that we have just played what do you want you to kick us sure. off with this Sure
1: um, Robotron was the game out of these that I liked the most um, just because I really like Robotron in yeah. general um, and it's cool to see a new thing um i mean new this game is well, yeah, yeah, yeah. but um and then the dual sticks on it were super cool yeah um but it is you know it's not as good as the original i'm putting it at number 70 yeah. um if i it's one of these games that if i had bought it when it come out and it was 60 bucks or something like that i probably would have been pretty pissed oh yeah there's not yeah. a lot of gameplay here but if you find it for five dollars and like robotron the way i do yeah. you could probably fight your way through 200 levels um the next one is load Runner, which I think is a better game than Robotron, just mm. to be clear. Like, I think that it has... Um much more depth to it. There's a lot more game there. It's a lot better designed.
0: But I think we're talking um, about game pace, gameplay styles that appeal yeah, to you. Exactly. Yeah,
1: and yeah. it is just the kind of game that I find frustrating and I just sort of give up on quickly. Yeah. Um, because I'm an impatient and ignorant person. <laughs> so I'm putting that at number 89, which is right above the Castlevania game. Okay. Um. Paperboy was definitely the worst of these three. Like I said, I'd sort of right above True Crap. It definitely yeah. looks like true crap but it doesn't quite play like it there's also a weird thing where you can jump in the game but i don't know what the point of that
0: is oh the be- the jumping um, i i guess there is like a very BMX floaty stunt level that we never got to but yeah. this the stunts and jumps that we did made me feel like i really did not want to try that
1: um i'm putting it at number 125 yeah, which is right well. under fighting force 64
0: okay fair enough i think we're we're I I was a little kinder and a little meaner at the same time. So uh, Paperboy is my bottom one uh, for sure. Like, I I think it's it's just so, so ugly. And the fact that, like, it kind of plays fine, it's still Paperboy, which is still kind of a mediocre series. So, like, there are better ways to play this uh, that won't assault your eyes as much. (laughs) So this is going at number 148. So that's right below Blues Brothers 2000. Yikes. Um my favorite of uh, the three games we played today was actually load runner, yeah. and I think for the same reasons that uh, uh Woody found it frustrating, this is my kind of game like i I do enjoy like the box pushy kind of thing and that's i was looking i was hoping there was something else that wasn't just charlie blast territory that would kind yeah, of and this is it. meet that need oh, for me uh,
1: one thing i think that this is an excellent game to play with another person it's oh, only yeah. a one-player game but these Hand kind of games are satisfying to be
0: like help someone else keep track or offer
1: suggestions for what you should do yeah um yeah
0: we were pretty engaged like trying yeah. to work our way through the puzzles so um and then uh robotron oh, wait sorry so where oh, yeah. are you putting low oh, that was uh 52 right below oh. chameleon twist yeah very nice um and then and I'm gonna put Robotron sixty four at fifty three right below that. Nice. Um, again, I, I think the the Robotron sixty four was actually a very solid Robotron game. I think the biggest knock against it is that it's a little too easy and it's just kind of lazy on its face. Like I don't know, it's just kind of a very marginal update. Uh, but it's an update of a game that has stood the test of time better than most people would have expected, and uh, it has a very novel way to play, uh, which I think is worth shouting out on a Nintendo sixty four. Like especially for, yeah.
1: And for again, a there's game like now this. there's a, there's a ton of twin stick shooters out there. Yeah. um, Because once sort of digital distribution came, people are like, yeah, let's make these twin stick shooters. Yeah. Because they work really well as like five dollar, ten dollar games, yeah, and yeah. not as sixty dollar games. Exactly. But at the time that this came out, you wouldn't have had. a a ton of
0: choice and yeah. I, I want to double i wish there was a way i could consistently find like what the prices at retail were yeah. for some of these games if anybody knows of any good database or anything like that i'm very curious to know because this feels like a discount title to me mm-hmm. it feels like a game that would be cheaper uh on day one if they yeah. wanted to turn a profit all, on. all
1: three of these feel all like they could these feel be like discount titles
0: yeah but. Well, cool. well, thank you, everybody for tuning in. We are ultra sixty four you can find us at ultra sixty four podcast dot com We're also at that same uh uh domain name on uh gmail and on Twitter and on Instagram, so hit us up on any of those places. Write us a letter. We love getting letters from people next week's game z the- we're playing more uh basketball games oh, getting back into basketball uh, we're combining two series that only had two entries each on the N64 so we're playing NBA Jam 99 and 2000 and NBA Live 99 and 2000 Okay. so four basketball games two different basketball series get ready to basketball bump <laughs> bump 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 bum, 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 load runner robotron and paperboy this is a jock jam about old arcade games i nice. Good night, everybody.